Champion, it's me, it's me, it's the ABC. Coming at you, recorded again from my lovely studio here in Kent, Washington. Welcome to the ABC podcast where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. There will there will be no call-in. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. There probably won't be a call-in for a while. And it all goes back to the whole blog talk radio thing. So for the next, for the foreseeable future, let's say, um, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be recording this and then I'm going to be posthumously uploading them to Blog Talk Radio and my SoundCloud. So there will be no there will be no phone calls, which is cool because like nobody's been calling me anyway, and I get that. I get more emails than anything. But <clears throat> but just suffice it to say for the immediate future, or actually for the foreseeable future, this is what we're going to do until Blog Talk Radio gets it together. Now, this morning, well, hold on, let's put a pin on that. Today, I want to talk about why it is that women, if you're married, I'm talking, I'm going to talk to married women today. And today, I want to talk to married women about not divorcing your husbands. And trust me, I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story. And it's, again, a lot of this is going to be largely anecdotal. I'm not going to do any data or anything like that or any longitudinal studies no it's just going to be just some stuff that i observed stuff that went on out there and that you can observe for yourself if you look at it right now there is there are several reasons there are several benefits to working it out with your husbands now i get it i'm going to talk about the few situations in which you should divorce your husbands right and i'm going to talk about that there's three in particular that i can think of and I'm going to get into this. But outside of those, it's really worth it to stick it out with your husband. It's, if, if you're married, right? It's really worth it to stick it out with your husband. And I'm going to get into reasons why you would want to consider sticking it out with your husbands outside of these three situations. Uh, but first, now the whole thing with the blog talk radio. Now, I get it. It's a, it's a subscription service and you go and you do your thing on blog talk radio and you host your show and you do the phone calls and things like it. And I get it. Technology and anything technological is prone to failure, right? Anything, especially the more advanced tech thing. And yeah, as technology advances, so does the chances of failure, right? This is why you have things like 71 Chevelles that are still running, whereas you have these newer modern cars that just seem like they stay in the shop, right? And again, that's not a that's not across the board. You have modern-ish Jaguars that stay Jaguars stay in the shop anyway. They're just crappily made cars. I don't know why people buy them. I guess because they're expensive or because they used to be British. I guess Ford owns them now. But um, still, there are just some cars that are just considered crappy, and I get that. But Overall, you have older cars that run longer and sometimes better than some of these newer cars. Why? Because a lot of these newer cars have technological advancements, and with technological advancements comes new avenues of failure. I get that, right? Same thing with online tech. Online tech, as technology develops, there are new avenues for failure, and I get that. Well, Blog Talk Radio, when I woke up this morning and I tried to schedule this show because I wanted to do the show as a live thing on Blog Talk Radio. Now, I made, over the past, let's back up, over the past few shows, I've made my feelings about 
Blog Talk Radio now. And I was saying that it's unfair that I'm paying for the service. And if I'm going to pay for the service, I expect to, I expect at a minimum to get the service that I've been paying for. That's what it is, right? And I've been saying that if they don't get their stuff together soon, I might just dip out because I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay. And it doesn't matter what subscription tier I'm in. If I'm paying because there is a free tier, right, that pe- that a lot of people use, that, you know, you're limited to like half hour shows and things like that. Right? That's a free tier. But there are also like three levels of other tiers, right? So I'm, I'm a paying subscriber to one of these tiers. And it doesn't matter how much you pay for it. I do believe that if you pay, you should get the service that you pay for. Now, if you don't pay for it, I'm an honest believer. If you don't pay for it, if you don't pay for something, then you kind of get what you get, right? Because beggars can't be choosers. That's I honestly believe that. But if you're paying for something specific, like quality service, it doesn't matter if you're paying a dollar. Or a thousand dollars, if you're paying, you should get right. Now there are, of course, there are onion-like layers to that, such as the more you pay, the better you should get. I honestly believe that. However, I do think that if you pay, you should get you should get better than those who don't pay. Now, when I woke up this morning and tried to schedule my show for Block Talk Radio, I got a message and. It was more of it was more of a DM, but it was a it looked like it was kind of a bot generated DM. I'm not going to knock Blog Talk Radio for what they who they use to send their messages, whether it be a bot, a real person, or whatever, a real person that writes in the right in the same syntax as a bot. It doesn't matter to me. But when I got the message, it was kind of it was kind of nice because again, I'm not going to say that they've been listening to what I've been saying about them. Right, because I don't believe that blog talk radio, their people are sitting around waiting for me to drop a show so they can listen to it. I don't believe that at all. However, when I got this message, they they acknowledged, let's just say, because I've never gotten anything like this before until I started saying something. And it seems like when I started saying something, now I get a DM or something like it, something similar to it. And they said they realized that it's been an issue. And that they will be, and then they will be compensating me accordingly. And that kind of thing is something I appreciate. And that kind of thing is something that'll have me around and would make me consider paying more for, for something, right? Because there are a lot of places that go around saying, well, we understand this and there's nothing we can do about it, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you signed the term, you signed the contract and you should read the terms of service and things like that. There's a lot of places that do that. And I really, I can really appreciate an entity that would say, we understand this is a problem and, you know, we're going to make it right. And part of making it right is we're going to compensate you accordingly because of our screw. So that's that. So this is why I've come to appreciate, this is why I come to appreciate Blog Talk Radio. Kind of. No, let's get this now. Blog Talk Radio, I get it, but let's get this together because, again, I get it. There are some people that are able to do the live shows, and there are a lot of people like me that aren't, and that we're, and that, yeah, you compensated us. That's awesome. But 
overcompensation. We really would like to do our shows. You know, I would gladly leave the compensation behind if I can do a live show. That's just me. Sometimes, sometimes the money's not worth it. Sometimes just being able to do it is worth more than the money. That's that's all I can say. I do appreciate that you're making this right. I do. Don't get don't get that twisted, BTR. Don't get that twisted. I do I I do appreciate it very much that you're making this right. However, for me, it's never been about the money. It's always just been about me talking myself through the things that's on my mind and being able to do it on your platform so that others can hear it on your platform. So that's more important to me than the money. So that's that. So again, BTR, thank you. Thank you for attempting to make this right. At least you're doing something about it. So there you go. On to the lecture. Now, people get married for different, for various reasons, right? Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it is out of love. Many times it's out of love. A lot of times it's financial. Leave that for rich people in Hollywood. And mostly in Hollywood, there's not a love. There's not a lot of love in Hollywood. There's really not, despite what you may think. People get together and divorce all the time just because of stupid things in Hollywood. Again, I grew up around Hollywood. I grew up around a lot of actors, and there's just certain things about actors that I just understand, like the whole read, recite, repeat thing, which explains an actor's level of social intelligence because their only job is to read, recite, and read, remember, and recite. So they don't have a lot of intellect when it comes to, they, they may have book smarts and they may have done well in school, but as far as overall intellect, there's, it's, it's, it, the pool is shallow because the only thing that you're required to do is read, re, read, remember, recite. That's it, right? Easiest job in the world. So it doesn't take much cognitive skills. So this is why you don't find a whole lot of depth intellectual depth you'll find intellect but not a lot of intellectual depth in the acting community i get that i've been around it i've seen it i grew up in it so i know this thing right i also get married for a lot of shallow reasons understood this is why a lot of this is why a lot of hollywood marriages end in, end in divorce because they're not rooted in anything if you take a look at denzel his his relationship, his marriage lasted a hell of a long time because his was actually rooted in something. His was rooted in Christianity and spirituality. When you put God first, God becomes a glue in your marriage that, that makes it unbreakable. Many, most times. There are times when Christians do get divorced. But most times, I, more than 51% of the time, with God in the middle and a faith in, an unfaithable shaking God in the middle of a marriage, that marriage, an unfaithable, an unshakable faith in God in your marriage acts like glue to the marriage that makes it, makes it indestructible, right? It's a reinforcement that makes a marriage indestructible. I honestly believe that. Not just because I'm kind of a Christian homer, but it just bears out in the numbers, right? If you, those who, and again, I remember I'm not into a whole lot of data and stuff, so the statistics, I'm just not going to... I'm not going to cite, but I'm just going to say that people who adamantly adhere to not religion, but a faith in a higher power, in a higher supreme, a more supreme being than them, those who adhere to those faith, to that kind of faith, when they get married, have a higher chance of staying married. I'm just going to say, 
than those who, and even be, well, I'm not going to, I'm not sure about the divorce rate between atheists if they even get married. It's a joke. It's a joke. Don't come right me with that BS. But again, with the divorce rate being what it is, there's a whole lot more going on there than just whether you believe in God or not. Understood, right? But how do we get it to where people are happy and not really and not divorcing anymore? And that's been a that's been a um, that's been a subject of philosophers for eons, right? How do what is love? How do we get love to stick? And how do we find that one true love and that one one soulmate who we can spend the rest of our lives with? We die and then we spend the afterlife with them, right? How do we, how do we find that person? Well. I honestly believe, I don't believe in the thing of one soulmate for one person. Because, again, if you believe in the concept of a goth, then you would understand that different souls come down at different times. And so your soulmate may not be, may not come down to earth at the time that you're there so that you'll never find your soulmate in that lifetime. And if you're reincarnated, if you believe in that, then it's kind of a timing issue, right? Which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. That's if you believe in the theory, the theory of a guff or in the concept of a guff. Um, a guff is a hall of souls, by the way. But what I do believe is that there is somebody out there for someone and that somebody isn't just a person. There are people out there that are compatible with you. In other words, my girlfriend, and I talk, I talk about her a lot. There are many girls with, who have the same personality as my girlfriend, you know, kind of nerdy, a little bit reserved, very feminine, very friendly. Um, and girls are very, various levels of fitness. Now, get it. All girls, not women aren't a monolith. They aren't, they aren't bored. They don't go with acting the same way with the same mindset. They're not automatons, they're not robots, they're not bored. Different women are different. However, you get, if you take a sample of 2,000 women, you'll find at least 20 or 30 that exhibit the same personality, exhibit the same personality characteristics. You know, same level of humor and wit and and socialization as far as introvert, extrovert, you know, they, if you go by, oh, what is that? Uh, I forget what they call it. What is it called? But that's a citric acid cycle. But the whole thing with four letters, whether ENTP, INFJ, help me out, audience. What's that called? I don't. I forget. But that whole thing, if you take, you can find twenty women out of two thousand, at least, right? Definitely find twenty women out of two thousand that have the same four-letter code as far as their personality is concerned, right? So, again, it's not a thing of a soulmate or that one true love. It's just that you have you find a person whose personality best complements yours, and then that's who you most... And if you fancy them the way they should be fancied, and if they fancy you back, see, it all starts with the... The physical, the the visual, right? You could, because let's face it, you can't you can't judge a person's personality from it. Sometimes you can; it's written on their face, sometimes literally. <laughs> but um, 
stop going to stop getting your faces tattooed. It's just not. It's it's what it is. <laughs> um, but a lot of times you can't tell a person person's personality from a distance, right? But you can tell their beauty from a distance, not a whole distance, because one thing that um, my brother, my ex brother in law, used to say that used to crack me the hell up was was um yeah she look she looks good from far but far from good but usually at a reasonable distance you can tell you can see somebody and you can tell whether you whether you fancy them or not from a reasonable distance and if you fancy somebody let's say you see her across the bar you say you're at a nightclub you see her and she checks the physical boxes for you whether you're whether you're chubby chaser or a fitness, a fitness mongrel, or anywhere in between. Let's say, let's say you, you find her and you, you fancy her, and she sees you, and she fancies you back, and that's the beginning of the spark, right? That I think we can all agree on that. Now, and again, despite what the black pills say, because I'm not, I'm not going to deal with the black pill mentality right now. But usually, the spark is that you see them, they see you. Right. And there's kind of a spark there. And again, this no, I'm not no, I'm not gonna get into that because again, black bill mentality. I just don't do that. Now there's a spark, there's there's a thing there, right? You there's it's just you can tell. I can't explain it. I'm not gonna try to explain it. But it was something that it was something that and as at a risk of telling on myself. It was something that me and my girlfriend, when we first met, because remember, this was my ex-wife's best friend, and risk of telling on myself, right? Because it, there wasn't anything that, wasn't anything illicit that went on there, because, again, I waited a whole year after after me and my wife split, then I got with my girlfriend. It was, it was a whole ass year. But when I was with uh, when I was dating my wife, actually right after I got engaged to her, and I met her best friend, who's currently my girlfriend, when we saw each other, there wasn't, it wasn't like a whole, oh my God, you're so sexy, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. But it's just that I saw her and I thought she was extremely, I thought she was extremely attractive. And then she saw me and I guess she thought I was extremely attractive. Now, there wasn't any, of course, there wasn't anything that come that came of that. However, you know, we we would talk and everything, and you know, we were all three of us were really, we were just really good friends all the way through, all the way through the marriage. And it was it was a thing of, she lived in Washington, me and my wife lived in California, and we would talk on Facebook and stuff all the time. We play like online games together and everything, and just it, the whole thing was cool. She would call her, you know, she would, my ex would call, my ex would call her. And um, they went whole conversations and things like that. Well, in the beginning, that kind of fell off throughout the course of the marriage. Well, throughout the well, yeah, I'm not going to get into the whole story of what happened there. But um, you know, we, me and my wife, made it made a thing of it in California. Moved up to Washington. We ended up getting divorced divorced for those for reasons. And then I waited a whole last year. During that year that I was, I remained single, and I'm trying. I'm not going to flood the show with my own personal story here, but during the um during the sh the period where I remained single, I would go to Elissa's shows just because 
I just because me and Sarah split and are halfway to being halfway to being divorced doesn't mean I have to split with somebody who I've been friends with, right? Since for throughout pretty much the entire marriage. So I would just go and go, I pay to see her show and because the kit the kids have forest theater is is a really nice place. It's a theater in the middle of a forest, which is why it's called the Forest Theater. And I know it's a it's a hell of a concept to grasp, but just bear with me here, right? It's in the middle of a forest. It's a theater, and it's the Kitsap Forest Theater. Just mind-blowing, I know. But the shows were really good. And I went to see, like, there was Peter Pan. There was Chuck Everlasting. And what was the third one? Newsies that I saw. She was on all three, right? So every time she was in the show, I'd go and I'd go see it. Just to kind of take my picnic my daughter and we go and we go see the show we'd have a picnic and we'd watch the thing and it was it was a lot of fun and you know as it as it progressed as it progressed as we were progressing we talk and we talk and we talk and then finally you know we got to the point where we're like and we got together <laughs> so that was that was that why why did i say all that i said all that to say this there, there isn't that one person, right? Because again, when while I've when you know when I when I was out and I was dating during that year before me and my girlfriend got together for the, when I was dating for that year, there were women who exhibited the same personalities as my girlfriend, but for some reason, I just didn't find that they'd be right. They'd be a good fit in the situation I was in with my daughter because my daughter was at that time my daughter was becoming a teenager. And there were just some things that there were just some qualities that I was looking, some specific qualities that I was looking for that um that related to dealing with teenagers, right? And the ones that I ones that I dated, they didn't have that specific quality that I was looking for. And it just turned out that my girlfriend did. And I found out I found this out through talking to her and you know, just getting, just gauging different mannerisms and things like that, and reactions to things that things that happen. And so, um, I found that she had this quality, and that's how I ended up. That's how I ended up wanting to go deeper with her. And as I went deeper with her, I found that, you know, she was just this. She was just this woman, and that she and she hooked me that way. And I knew I had to. I knew I had to be with her, and it. Also helped that she never really had a serious relationship. She was, she was the archetype that you would relate as being a femme cell without the hatred. All right, that's just how that's just how it is. And so you know, she had a body count. She had a, a total body count of zero, and literally a boyfriend count of zero. And she was in her thirties, but. I'm not, that's not to shame her. I'm just saying that was the situation, that was the situation in which she found herself. And to me, that was appealing. And to me, her personality was appealing. I found all of these things appealing. And I'm like, I, I have to have this woman because, you know, this visually she checks the boxes. Historically, she checks the boxes. And so this is her. And so we went and now we're together. And now we're, you know, once situations, situations come together then we want to make a long life we want to make a long life together and that's really how it should be 
Now, let's dial it back. All right. My ex, and this is this is where this this is where this show is coming from. And I'm not saying this to shame my ex. I'm saying this to call attention to to call attention to situations that happen when you divorce your husband. Because um when I split, when we split, um I guess I guess to be fair, my ex was kind of the one who left me like because of where we were living, we were living we were living somewhere in Graham. And, you know, she she didn't say anything. She was just like, oh, I'm going to go spend some time with my grandparents. And she ended up not coming back. And then a couple of months later, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go find my thing. I'm just going to go find my thing because, you know, the person that we we're staying with, he's like, um, are you going to, like, get out of here? I'm like, dude, I've been looking for an apartment. <laughs> and so I found an apartment. And so that's how, really, that's how that whole thing split. So if you want to say, so it's, it is quite fair to say that she left. But, um, and this is after like counselings and stuff broke down, and she I realized that she didn't really want to she really didn't want to to look at the logic of the situation, so she left, but i accept I accepted it. I didn't beg her back, I didn't say baby, baby going back I mean no, it wasn't it wasn't that right i just I went and I got my place she and she stayed with her grandparents, and you know we made a thing of it now. Here's here's the kicker, and here's the premise that I want to base this show on. Half an hour in, the premise, of, the whole premise is this. Whereas this was five years ago, and I'm still with my girlfriend to this day, right? Five years later, excuse me, five years later, still with my girlfriend. Five years later, my wife is trying to still trying to my wife, my ex-wife is still trying to figure it out. Okay, she she is, she's still trying to figure it out. She hasn't had anything stable. She hasn't. She's had people that she dated, but she hasn't been in a stable, steady relationship in the five years it's been since we split. In the five years since since she split, I've had a total of one girlfriend. She had a total, I want to say, four that I know of. Four that I know of, including the one she was seeing at the time she split with me. So, and that's enough, that's a whole other thing. But for that we, for that I know. And I want to say, I said that to say this, women, and this is indicative of a lot of women's experiences. Okay? This is indicative of what happens when women are married to, women are married to their husband for 10 we were married for 10 years up to that point, um, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. And then they figure out, they figure out that they want to, for whatever reason, divorce their husbands. Then they want to get back out there. Here's the thing. She thought, she thought that she can find somebody better than me, settle down and be happy with them after she left me. And if I knew, if I knew then what I know now, I would have told her, no, that's not a good idea. We should continue to work on it. However, not knowing what I knew, I just let her go to do her thing. And it didn't end well for her, just like it doesn't end well for a lot of women in their mid to late 30s who, who want to get divorced. Now, they, now they're divorced. They, had a, they have a child now. Now they're a single mother. And because they had a child, they put on some weight. And now they're looking for a man who's not looking for them. The man that they're looking for, the specific man that they're looking for, it's something that is that they would consider an upgrade from their husband, but the 
but the men that they would consider as an upgrade to their husbands or to their ex-husband, those kind of men aren't looking for them. Why? Because those men have options. And it doesn't really matter how much this other man makes. It is, this man is, for whatever reason, in a better either physical state, psychological state, emotional state, whatever the, whatever it is. But even that guy has options, and he's not looking for somebody who's in the mid to late 30s with a child, a little overweight, and divorced. Because divorce is a whole other thing, too, because I have an ex-husband to deal with. But they are looking for somebody, again, like I say, who's a little younger, who's a little hotter, who, who they fancy, and who fancies them. And I get it. They may fancy you, may fancy them. But in the face of all these other things that you have going on, and they see somebody else who don't have those things going on, well, it the the uh, the answer is kind of obvious, right? It's Captain Obvious at that point. I said that to say this, women, it's not. This is. It's not in your best interest. Now, again, the three, the three exceptions to this rule that I always cite, and Dr. Laura cites it too. So I didn't completely turn on Dr. Laura. I still hold some of the things that she said is very true. However, I just can't get down with the, with the advice she's been giving lately. But we agree on some things. And things we agree on is in cases of being abused or your husband is an alcoholic or your husband is addicted to drugs or any combination of the three or all three, yes, anything would be an upgrade, right? Anything that's the opposite of that. So if your husband's an alcoholic and with that set of with that set of baggage going on, if you leave left him and got with someone that's not an alcoholic, right, and kind of has the stuff together, that's an regardless of the income level, that's an upgrade. Um, if he's addicted to drugs, if you get with somebody who's who's not addicted to drugs and who kind of has the stuff together, kind of, because we know drug addicts don't have their stuff together. If he even a little bit has the stuff together, but he doesn't do drugs, he, he he's vehemently against drugs, that's an upgrade, right? So again, in cases of being you being abused by your by your man or him being addict, addicted to alcohol and drugs, well, yeah, sometimes it's better, especially if they don't want to get help or if they fake getting help but they just keep going right back in. There's a lot of times when when if you're really supportive of him and you work with him, that you can actually help him with the help of some other things like God um, and bringing him to an understanding that there is something higher than him. And if regardless of if you can, if you do, if he does um, get saved or convert to whatever religion and it helps him get off of those drugs. It helps him get away from that alcohol. It helps him see you so that he doesn't go around abusing you. Well, then great, right? Well, then great. However, I do not think that that is the rule. I do think that those are the exceptions, right? It just doesn't happen often enough to be statistically significant. That said, more often than not, it just behooves you to exit that relationship. Because more often than not, the situation's hopeless. Sometimes it's not. More often than not, it is. Understood. Point stipulated. Now, 
in the cases of you just not feeling it anymore because you feel like you're bored or you feel like he's not around enough or you feel like you've been talking to this guy and this guy seems like he's just everything your husband is not. He's he's charismatic. He's charismatic. He's got money. He's suave. He can do this for you. He can do that for you. And you're looking at your husband like, oh, he can't do anything for me. In those types of situations, right? Your best bet is to stay, is to work that out with your husband. You need, to, you need to stay with your husband and accept the fact that he's not this other guy. Because what's going to happen is this, and I, I guarantee this. You're going to be, you're going to be mess, messing around with this other guy. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't always have to be physical, even online, right? You can be chatting with this guy and this guy can be, this guy can be, everything that your husband you think your husband is not and he's selling you all these dreams and things like that right you're falling into this trap not even realizing that he has options and you're not thinking about it as well why is he picking me over you don't think about why he's picking and you don't ask the question well why me instead of anybody else because that's going to yield, the answer to that yields a lot of information in itself. I may do a show on that. But you're falling into this trap. Next thing you know, you're looking at your husband. Your husband just doesn't look like, you just, your husband doesn't look like anything that you want to deal with right now. And you're looking at this other guy like Eve looked at the fruit from the tree of knowledge. And you end up taking that bite. And now that you took that bite, you, there's no going back, right? So not physically, not mentally, not psychologically, there's just no going back once you took the bite from the fruit of the tree of knowledge. Read Genesis if, you, if you're confused about that. Read the book of Genesis. Now, you do that, and then you figure out that you don't want to be with your husband anymore because you want this guy, and even if it's not this guy, you want this guy's archetype. So you divorce your husband. Again, 10, 15 years later, you get together, you get married when you're 30, now you're 45, right? You get out there and you find out that this guy is messing with a bunch of, bunch of younger women. That he wants one of these younger women more than he wants you. And now he's got so many options, he's ghosting you now. And if he does a ghost you, he'll send you a text every once in a while just to keep you around. Why? Because he's a narcissist, but that's a whole, that's a whole other show. Now. You figure it out that this guy's really not your cup of tea, and you're going to find somebody that's like him, but not him. But now you're on these dating sites telling, putting on your profile that you want this, you want that, you want him to you want to be a provider, you want to be a protector, but also you want him to be emotionally uh, available, emotionally intelligent. You want him to be, you want to be sweet and compassionate and kind, and you want him, basically, you want you in his body. And then you're wondering why you're not getting why either A, you're not getting replies at all, or B, the replies that you're getting are from people who are not really what, who are not really your cup of tea. And it really happens with the women that, see, if you're not a professional woman and you don't have the degrees, then chances are this won't happen to you because you understand the importance of being with your husband and having that safety net. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not college educated or if you haven't finished any degrees, but you're married, but you get married to your husband anyway, you understand the importance of that. 
this really runs rampant in the women who have who've gone far in their career and their degrees. They're going to find out real quick that men men aren't looking for those kind of women. Why? Because those kind of women are often in their masculine energy. So they want to say, well, I went th I went far in my career. I've got these degrees and and they're putting all of this on their dating profiles, not understanding because I've done many, many, many. I've broken down many profiles and I tell people, I said, look. If you're going to put a profile on a on a dating app, do not do not mention your education or your career achievements. Why? Because men don't. I'll call you back because men don't. Um, men don't care about that. Men actually sees that as, as, as a matter of fact, the more accomplishments, more career accomplishments you put and the more degrees you say you have, it becomes a net negative, right? Because men see that as not exactly competition, but they see that as I don't want to be with somebody who's that deep in their masculine energy because you, it takes a certain level of masculine energy to be able to go that far in your career. Admirable that you did. It just takes a lot of masculine energy to do that because there's a lot of things that you have to do that just that's more suited to somebody with testosterone with a higher testosterone level. So again, if you have that testosterone level and you're able to do that, cool, good for you for 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 being able to do that and getting far in your career. Congratulations. I honestly mean that. However, men that are provider protectors aren't looking for that. Why? Because they don't want somebody who's going to, um, they don't want somebody who is going to give them that hell after a day of slaying dragons at the job. Now, what I mean is this. You may say that, oh, it doesn't matter the income, because I hear this a lot. It doesn't, especially with professional women, older professional women. They get to the point where it, now they're realizing that, the high value men are not interested in them. They're interested in others, a little younger, a little hotter. So they're bringing down their standards. They're saying that, okay, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this call. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, because she's bugging. So I'm going to take this call. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take this call. And do you know what? I'm going to even take a break. What I'm going to do since I'm recording this is through the, through the typical Hollywood magic that I learned growing up in Hollywood. I'm going to take this call, and it's, I'm not even going to go anywhere. So I'm going, to, I'm going to take this call, and I'm going to continue this lecture. I'm not even going to, going to go anywhere. It's only going to be like a fraction of a second. All right. See, told you I'd be back. And it was, it was a couple of seconds. Now, uh, see, now that I've the whole phone call thing, I forgot where I was. Um, I do believe I was talking about, let's see, I, let's see, I got my girlfriend, five years, my, um, oh, professional women. Yes, professional women. Um, so I've, I've done these, I've done enough of these profiles. I've examined and helped people, enough people with their profiles to be able to tell them that the more accomplishments, it becomes a net negative because men just aren't, that men just aren't looking for that. And with you professional women out there, again, you realize that you realize that the men that you want, the accomplished ones that are provider and protectors are looking past you for the next ones that are a little younger, a little hotter, 
and not ex not necessarily you because you're 40 you're 40 or you know 38 40 45 years old you already have a kid or two or three you have an ex-husband because you divorced him for whatever whatever reason and there's that's just not what they want so you bring your standards down right so if you bring your standards down and say you know what i don't care how much they make i don't care how much they make they can make 50 they can make 50 grand i don't care right and then hopefully hopefully that fifty thousand I, I don't know if you if he's if he's forty five fifty still making fifty thousand dollars a year and you're the professional woman but still still it'll be kind of it'll be a bit of a dicey situation because again you have again you have these you have these kids that need to be taken care of and again child support and alimony got it but you have all these things you have to take care of and these other all these other guys they don't they just don't make a whole lot that you brought yourself that you brought yourself down down to that level however if you can make that work financially because you can then then you can make it work however it's just not a this is not feasible i mean but another thing that i wanted to another thing the another place that i wanted to go was that you can either you either you wonder why you wonder why people a you don't get responses to your profile or b you get responses from people who and it's because of this and i think this is where i was going with that before i got before i got interrupted the phone call actually was about 15 minutes and this is why i forgot where i was but um the thing that I want to tell you about your profiles on online is this, especially if you divorce your husband, you're 38, 40, 45 years old, you divorce your husband, you think you're going to go out and back on the field, think you're going to get something better than him because this other guy was in your DM singing you sweet songs. And then when you bit again, when you took the bite of the apple from the, or the apple, took the bite from the fruit from the tree of knowledge and you did that and it ended up ruining everything. Again, go back to the book of Genesis then you found out and then you found out that this guy doesn't want you that he wants somebody a little younger a little hotter now you're back out on there and so you figure your best way the best thing to do is get on one of these dating apps and you're either not getting a response or you're getting responses from people that you really don't even want to deal with and this is why you get a lot of responses from beta men you do and you don't want to beta men well some women some women i, I get it they're they're accomplished and everything they do want to beta men but then again, when they get with that beta man, then they're they're jaded because they have to make all the decisions. So they make all the decisions at work because they went far in their career and they're in some kind of upper management level. Then they have to come home and make all the decisions too. And this is what this is why a lot of high accomplishing women want the provider protector man because the provider protector masculine man makes all the decisions. They don't have to. They make enough decisions at work. They don't want to have to come home and make all these decisions as well. Why not just live at work, right, and just do that? So again, this is why a lot of accomplished women they'll get with a beta man just because he's available, and you know he's kind of weak and he's he's got his little quirks, and it's cool because like you can kind of lead him around like a puppy dog for a little bit, but even that gets old, and then when you find out that it's really not cracked up to as cracked, it's really not what it's cracked up to be because you still have to make all the decisions for this guy. And now you're writing into advice columns talking about how you feel like his mom, 
and that you have to you have to either dump him or divorce him, whatever the case is. And then you get back out and you get on this and get back out on the dating site and you put up a profile and in your profile you say you've accomplished all these things and then you get replies from beta men. Either that or you don't get replies at all. And you're like, why? Right? They call them F boys, F blank blank K boys, the F word boys. You get a lot of replies from them and you wonder why. And I tell and I tell people this is why. This is the this is the concrete reason why you get you get responses from nothing but beta men. It's because the energy you put out there will attract the energy it attracts. And again, magnetism is every, magnetism is a, is a is a magnetism is a solid concept in physics, right? A positive magnet, a positive pole will attract a negative pole. That's just it. You put a magnet together. If you put the two positive poles together, they're gonna you won't be able to stick them. They're gonna they're gonna push away from each other. If you turn if you turn the two negatives together, they're gonna push away from each other. If you turn the positive pole to the negative pole, they're gonna stick. Right? That's how magnets work. Now that's how two magnets work. The energy you put out there in your dating profile is going to attract the is going to attract its opposite pole. So if you are a female that's putting out there that you're in your masculine. In other words, you have accomplished all of these things. You have you have gone far in your academic career and gotten your bachelor's, gotten your PhD, whatever the case is, and you've gone far in your career, all these masculine traits. And you say you have yours, you're independent, and everything that's masculine, right? And you're a female. You are going to attract a man that's a beta. It's just, it, it happens. It, that's just how it is. Why? Because the energy you put out there is going to attract the negative pull. So if you're the, you are the female who's, who's in the masculine energy, it's going to draw the male that's in the feminine energy. So you're going to attract all these, all these beta men who exude all these female qualities. But that's not what you want because, like, like I said before, when you, when you ask for a man that's sweet, and kind and compassionate and communicative and emotionally available and loves dogs and loves kittens and loves kids and is kind of having do and all these things that are traditionally um and are traditionally feminine right and then you get that man and that man comes into your life now you're complaining that he does he cries too much because he's sensitive he's he shares tmi because he's communicative and all these other things and he doesn't make decisions and he doesn't fix anything around the house and he just plays video games and hangs out with his friends why because again feminine energy and you complain about that and i told you hey if you can if you ask for you in a male body and then you get you in a male body and then you complain about him because of the way he is well under, you have two choices there one you have to look at how you view yourself and why you view your own qualities of somebody else as a negative or B don't ask for all that stuff and ask for a man who exudes masculine qualities. A lot of women don't want to exude men with, don't want to not exude. They don't want to ask for a man with masculine qualities because they're afraid of what's going to come. They're afraid. And I don't know why they are because if they want a masculine man, they shouldn't be afraid of a masculine man, but what is right? This is why you get a lot of beta men in your sliding into your DMs once you put that energy out there because that energy is going to attract. Now, if you want to attract a masculine man, you have to you have to 
you have to upplay your femininity. And again, I get it. Being so far into your masculine energy, it's probably hard to come back into your feminine energy. Not impossible. It's really hard. It's worth the work to do. I'm telling you. It's worth, it, it is worth the work. So again, it just takes a lot. It's a lot of emotional heavy lifting. It's a lot of self-reckoning and it's a lot of realizing that some of the things that you believed were lies. And it's coming to, it's coming to the acceptance of yourself that yes, you bought into this lie. Yes. And yes, you were gullible. Yes. It happened to you. And yes, you need to forgive yourself for it. Does, does it suck? Yes. Does it say, does it say a lot about you? Maybe, but forgive yourself. Look in the mirror, legit look in the mirror and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for being gullible. Forgive yourself for falling for the lie. Get back into your feminine. No matter how much hard, hard work you do, that means if it means doing your laundry, of course, everybody does their laundry. Of course, everybody keeps their house clean. But learn, learn how to do all that stuff. And then you go out and this is what you do. This is how you get back. This is a good way to get back into your feminine energy. You go, you go out and let's say you go to, let's say there's a, I don't know, let's say there's a coffee shop you go to, right? And there's a guy who works there and, you know, he's not making a whole lot of money, but he works there and you see him all the time. And maybe you know his name, maybe you're not. If you don't know his name, here's what you do. You go up and you learn his name, right? Because you're always going to this coffee shop, you always see him. Go and you learn you learn his name. Just look on the name tag. It's easy, right? When the next day, after you read his name tag and you go there again the next day, greet him by name. Learn his name. Okay. I I trust me, I've done this at Boeing and it's very therapeutic. Learn his learn the name. Then after you learn the name, then you pick out something about that guy and compliment him on it. Now, remember, he works at a he's a he's a barista. He's a barista. And he, all he does is make your coffee. But you go up to him and say, you know what? Your co the coffee you make is phenomenal. You know what? You're very good at your job, and I appreciate that. Maybe you give him a little tip. I say that to say this. You have to learn to, you have to, learn to appreciate men for what they do. All right? Whether it be making your coffee at the coffee shop or... Bring going for a whole day working at the factory and then coming home and not wanting to associate with any other woman but you. Let's appreciate the way he looks at you because your man, I'm telling you, there was a once upon a time, which is why you got married to begin with, your man looked at you like there was nothing else in this universe that would even come close, that would even touch you as far as quality of a woman. There was one time, there was once upon a time your man looked at, at you like that. All right. Now that you now that things happen and you divorce him, there's he don't look at you like that anymore. And I'm gonna get to that in a little bit. But ladies, I'm helping you here. All right. So what I what I would say do is just go find out, go to a place where find out at a place you go all the time because everybody has their has their little habits, right? Like I, I have my habit where I a place where I go all the time. And you know, you learn to people there. And again, you learn to, you know, you, you build a network like that. So find out, find some place where you go all the time. Learn to learn, learn at least one person's name. That's a guy. And then learn to compliment him on things. You know, hey, 
you know what? You make really great coffee. And I, this is why I come keep coming back because you, you're good. You're, you're good at what you do. And it doesn't have to be a whole, oh, I don't want him to like me thing, but just tell him you're good at what you do. And I, you know, I come back because you're good at making coffee and it's going to make him want to keep making good coffee. I'm telling you that it's a win-win. He's going to keep making good coffee, especially if you do like his coffee. He's going to keep making you good, you good coffee. And then you're going to, you're going to keep his spirits up by complimenting him on this. It's a win-win, right? You see where, you see where it's, it's a self-perpetuating cycle. So, and it teaches you to appreciate the things that men are and that men put into pleasing you, which is what you didn't do with your husband. I'm telling you this now. This is how women, you can get back into your feminine energy. And it brings you back, it brings you back into your feminine energy. There's that. Now, here's the alternative. And again, this is why I, this is why, this is the part of the show. Again, I'm going to end on this. This is the part of the show where I encourage women not to divorce your husband. All right. Women, just like the story I told, just like the personal story I told of how, how my life unfolded, what happened around the end of my marriage and beyond. My ex is slowly realizing, and I think she's hit that point. She just hasn't mentioned it to me, but I can tell by her demeanor, right? Her demeanor in the last year and a half, just observing her. I can tell that the reality has set in on the trajectory of her life. And the reason why I say this, and a lot, this plagues a lot of women, a lot of women who get divorced for frivolous reasons. It hits them. And you can see it, you can see it on YouTube, you can see it on TikTok if you need proof, right? It's all over. It's all over the place. Here's the thing. The reality of the reality of it's gonna set in. And the reality of it is this. When you divorce your man, your man's gonna find something and he's gonna be happy. He is. He's gonna find another relationship and he's gonna be happy for years. You, not so much. Why? because the relationship dynamics are different now that you're a little older. And you're going to find that the reason why he is going to find a relationship and you don't is because men and women look for different things. Whereas women look for things that men literally have when they're older, i.e. he's older than he was when he married you, and he, he's older at the point of divorce, than he was at the point of marriage. Ergo, he's going to find a woman. He's going to find a, it's going to be easier for him to find a woman because he already has it. He's, he's older and he has it. Whereas you, you, yes, you have the accomplishments. You have the accomplishments on the job. Yes, you have the career advancement. Yes, you have the degrees. Yes, you have the car. Yes, you can afford your own house. Yes, that is all very good. No men don't care about that at all. Men only care about whether he fancies you visually, I'm not going to say fit, friendly, feminine, but whether he fancies you visually, regardless of, no, not regardless, but according to what turns him on visually, or he wants, what he wants is somebody who's kind to him. Yeah, fit, friendly, fit, friendly, and feminine. I'll just take the fitness out of that. Because again, men aren't a monolith. There are some men that, that fancy bigger women. There are. They're out there. Not a lot. They're, they're out there, right? So again, they're not going to, men don't care about 
your finance, your finances. Men don't care about what you've done on the job. Men don't care about what you've accomplished on this, on this planet all your life. Men only, men only care about a whether he fancies you visually, b whether you're nice to him or not, or c whether you, whether or not you are still in your masculine energy. And if one of those things don't check his box, he's not going to deal with you. He's going to deal with this other person who all three checks the box. And this is why you, you're having the problem because a lot of men, and again, it's the beauty thing as well. If you don't, if you don't think that beauty has anything to do with this, like again, visually fancying. And again, the, the parameters of beauty isn't really what people say it is. If you want to, if you want to glimpse into the parameters of beauty, go back to my body count thing, because I said something that will go over a lot of people's heads. And I said this, when you sleep around, it has a detrimental effect on your skin. It, it literally does. When you sleep, the more you sleep around, your skin becomes discolored. You start aging more quickly, but sleeping around ages you quickly. It's the, it's the constant, um, this constant absorption of other people's fluids, despite what other people think. Because other people don't think that your skin is as absorbent as it is, and it really is. And if you absorb somebody's DNA, now what she said was because you absorb male DNA is because you're going to become masculine. That's stupid. And I don't know why she said that. The, the truth of the matter is when you absorb somebody's DNA, it's swimming around in your body. And if it, if it affects, it, can, it, it affects your cells, right? It does. It affects your cells, which is why you end up age, aging prematurely. Also, it affects your eggs. And again, I said that sometimes, just sometimes, you will have, if you have a baby, it's going to have what I call a parad a random, not paradoxical, but a random feature that has nothing to do with your own, with your own or, or your, the father's own genetics. You and the father can have straight hair with a family full of straight hair, and the baby hair comes out, even though it's the same color, it's curly. Hmm, where did that come from, right? So, again, you can go back to your decade. I mean, you go back generations. Your family could go back generations, and his family, everybody has straight hair. This baby has curly hair. What the hell? So, again, that happens. Now, trust me, I've been around the medical field a long, long time. That happens, all right? Well, women, just know that, again, part of the beauty thing is your skin. And no amount of makeup is going to cover that up. No amount of makeup because the trained eye can see the skin discolorations, not just in your face, but all over your body. So if you think that you're going to show some skin, wear that tank top and those shorts or that, or that skirt and think that, oh, man, and the man looks at you and he sees those subtle little skin discolorations, again, the trained eye can see that coming can see those uh, subtle skin discolorations, he's going to walk right past you and you don't, you won't even realize why. Whereas that, that virgin or that woman with the low body count who has that virgin glow, who has that, that uniform skin tone will draw the man nine times out of every 10. That 10 times because the man's gay, <laughs> but um, they will draw that man nine times out of 10. Why? Because the man looks at the skin as the indicator of health. Everybody does. Hell, um, what's her name? I forgot. Uh, I forget her name, but she's on YouTube. And she, 
uh, what's, uh, let me see if I can find her. Probably not in time. But she even said that she even said that people, and it's true, people judge people judge other people's health by their skin. Your skin's a big indicator of what's going on uh, internally, and that's absolutely true. That's medically accurate. She's not a, she doesn't have any ex- medical experience, but she said something that was medically accurate. Yes, your skin tells a lot about what's going on with you internally. This is why a lot of a lot of virgins who keep to a really nice diet and keep themselves in shape will draw men left and right. And you're wondering, what the hell, right? And you're over here with your, you know, 10, 15, 20, 20 bodies under your belt with your skin, with your skin aging and skin discolorations, wondering why men are passing you for, for that one over there. So again, women, I'm going to end on this note because it's overtime already. Women, it behooves you because nobody else is ever going to look at you. And, then, and you know what? There are the exceptions because my ex, my ex-wife's sister found somebody that was better than she found somebody. She was one of the lucky ones. She found somebody that was better. I would say better than her, better for her because you know what? My, my, my ex-wife's sister's husband was one of my best friends in the military. I know it's a whole thing, right? So that's how I ended up meeting my, my ex-wife to begin with. But that guy, he was a good guy, just not good for her. Okay. He just wasn't good for her. And she found somebody that was good for her and good. Awesome. I, I 100% wholeheartedly support that. But that's the exception and not the rule. Women, mathematically, the odds are that once you get back out in the dating scene, there will be, after a divorce, there's nothing for you. There really isn't. And you're not going to find another guy who looks at you the way that your husband once upon a time did. So tune in, tune into tomorrow's show. And one of the things I'm going to talk about in the, I'm going to talk about it in the first hour is how, when the thing, when, when the marriage stagnates or when your relationship stagnates, how to get that feeling back. I, I talked about it in a previous show. I think it was yesterday. No, I knew a show yesterday, a Tuesday's show. I think I talked about Tuesday's show, but or maybe it was Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday's show, one of the two. But I alluded to how to, I alluded to how to get things back on track when, when it stagnates. So I'm going to, I'm, what I'm going to do is tomorrow for tomorrow's show, I'm going to tell you exactly how you get things back on track and how you can re reignite that spark. So don't miss tomorrow's show. I'm ABC. Follow me on, thanks for listening. Follow me on Facebook. You can, uh, you can always follow my personal, you can always follow my personal profile, or you can follow the show's page, or you can even follow my personal page, uh, J- Jesse Ramsey, ABC. I've taken on everything political and I'm also going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rip down my website and then I'm going to build a new website and it's just going to be about dating and romance and things like that because I'm not running for office anytime soon again. So I may do it way in the future, but I'm just not going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to focus, focus on what I know. All right. And what I, and this, I, again, I feel more comfortable in this room. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rebuild my website. When my website's up, then I'll let you know. And I'll let you know, hey, go go do your thing. Um, but I'm going to be working on that 
probably I'll probably start working on that come the new year. Anyway, yeah, follow me on Facebook. I'm also on X, known as Twitter. I don't do much with that. Follow me on Truth Social. That's where I put all all of my political stuff. I'm conservative and be known. But um, if you're conservative, um, if you whether or not you support Trump, if you're conservative, you're maybe you're DeSantis supporter or Ramaswamy supporter. Or, oh God, Nikki Haley supporter. It doesn't matter. Follow me anyway, uh, if you want. So you can follow me on Truth. You can follow me on Facebook. This show on Blog Talk Radio and this show on SoundCloud, you can bookmark these. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, go ahead and follow me or bookmark the page. I do this show every day. I do this show live every day at 11. It's just that, or 11 Pacific. It's just that lately I can't do the show live because of whatever Blog Talk Radio has going on. And I have faith in them to be able to fix it. When it's going, when it's going, I go from eleven to twelve. You can call in. Otherwise, I upload the show and all this high quality audio uh, glory. I upload it posthumously, and you guys can get it on demand. And I'm also on Apple Podcasts. So if you like this show, if you like the advice that I give, subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts. That way, you get all the shows that you get all the shows as I um as they come out. So. That's that. So you can either listen to me live or you can listen to me, listen to it um, on demand, on Blog Talk Radio, on AB, on SoundCloud, and on and on Apple Podcasts. Um, so that's all the ways to get it. Also, you can email me at Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, at J Ramsey or J-R-A-M-S-E-Y-A-B-C.com. That's my email address. Write it down, put it in your address book. Put in your email, whatever email you got, put in your address book. If you want to, if you want to send me any kind of emails, send send me those emails. And you know, I, hey, some if you want me to read an email on the air, or if you want to, if you have a question for me that you want me to answer in a show, then I'll absolutely do that. Also, if you um if you want to leave a thing for me that I on Facebook that you want me to read on the show, I will absolutely do that. So if you have a question about your current situation and you email me. Then I'll read it on the show and I'll answer it for you. And then I'll I'll also send you the answer in an email and then link you to the show where I answer your question. So that's so that's how I do that. Anyway, I'm way over time. Um, ABC, thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for the two-hour special. ABC, I'm out. Oh, and remember, well, never mind. Go for it. you make your own reality go out there and make the dating world a better place <laughs>